Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap up. And this week I thought we would do something a little more laid back because over the weekend, I went to the Retro World Expo here in Connecticut, which is a retro gaming convention. And I thought I would show you some of the people I met and some of the things that I saw there and also tell you about some other upcoming appearances, including CES. So let's get to it. Now, the event took place at the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, and during the time the show ran this weekend, there was a home show going on at the same time, and the Retro World Show was much more attended than the home show. In fact, the Retro World Show, I think, had its best attendance ever, so people were really eager to get out of the house again. I also met up with a number of viewers, including Eric's Variety Channel, who watches quite a bit, so hi there, Eric. And we also met up with Handheld Obsession, uh, who was walking around with a 3D printed model of what the Steam Deck is going to feel like. And it was fun to pick that up and get a feel for how the controls might work. And the D-pad actually felt more comfortable than I thought it would. So you definitely should check out Handheld Sessions channel to see uh, what that thing looks like if you're thinking about getting one or put yourself on the pre-order. There was a couple of other viewers that I ran into as well, and unfortunately I didn't catch everyone's name, but I do appreciate everybody who came up and said hello, and I will uh, try to keep coming back to the show every year because it's so local and convenient for me, so definitely look out for me there the next time you head up to Hartford for the Retro World Expo. And a little later in today's video, I'll talk about some other appearances I will be doing as the year progresses. Now, one of the things that I love to do with these shows is wander around the vendor areas because I always find things that bring back a flood of memories from when I was a kid. Uh, this first item here is a Sega Master System 3D set. And I still remember my dad bringing this home for my birthday. I think I was 11 or 12 years old. The box felt enormous to me. It feels a little smaller now that I'm 44. Um, but it was a really awesome 3D system. So you got a pair of 3D glasses that had LCD shutters on them. So it was better than just the red and blue glasses. And it came with a light gun, the console itself, of course. And I got a lot of fun video game memories out of that system. And again, I still remember the day that big box came home and it was great to see one there in such great condition. I didn't buy that one or anything else that I'm going to show you because I've got all of the stuff already, just not the boxes. Uh, so I was able to discipline my spending at the show, but it was still fun to see a lot of this stuff. And it was funny, I stumbled across this Game Boy box and the same thing. I remembered exactly when I got my hands on that Game Boy for the first time. My mom took me up to Toys R Us for my 13th birthday back in 1989. I got the ticket off the shelf, we paid for it. Then you go to the cage and get your Game Boy and you're on your way. And that's another box that I regret throwing out. And then I stumbled across a Sega 32X in the box. And what's significant about this one is that the price tag is still on it. Now, the price tag is from a store called Caldor, which in my home state of Connecticut was the department store that we all went to. Everybody went to Caldor, and they unfortunately went out of business a number of years ago. Uh, the logo you can still buy on a t-shirt, and I actually saw some people at the show walking around with it. Now, in addition to the price tag, the price on it is worth talking about because when the Sega 32X failed, it just got liquidated everywhere. So when it was new, it was like $160, and then it got down into the $20 price range. And as you can see, this one sold for $22.99 at Caldor. And at these shows, you always come across NES games and other retro titles complete in the box. And it's always fun just to pick these things up again and feel what those 
boxes felt like with the game inside and the instruction manual and everything else. As a kid, I didn't get games all that often. I had to save my pennies up to be able to afford one. So the time that you went to the store and bought it and opened it up and read the instruction book on the ride home, all of those things kind of come flooding back when you hold one of those boxes in your hand again. I also found this thing. This is a, a steering wheel controller for the ColecoVision. And I had this. Unfortunately, a lot of the ColecoVision stuff didn't last very long, but when it did work, it was really kind of fun. It was a steering wheel that had a, a little uh, pedal on it as well, and you could play a game called Turbo that was the pack-in with that expansion, and there was a few other games that you could get for that expansion device as well. And I actually ran into someone who bought that very item on the way out of the show on Sunday night, and they were very excited to get that integrated with their ColecoVision that they had spent a lot of time refurbishing. So I'm really happy it went to a good home. And I still have mine, but it's broken and I'll probably need to learn a little bit about electronics and soldering to figure out how to fix mine. And I saw my first Vectrex in the wild at the show this weekend. The Vectrex is kind of a neat device because I never knew about it until I started watching these retro video game channels. It came out in the early 80s along with the Atari and all the other popular consoles of its day but it was all self-contained. It had a CRT display for its vector-based graphics, and it really looked a lot different than anything else that was available at the time. And it still kind of holds up today as a really neat gaming experience. So definitely check out some of the other videos you might find on YouTube about it. I think you'll be as entranced with it as I am. And it's always fun to discover new projects and mediums other than video. This is Mega Visions Magazine. It is a Sega-focused publication, an actual printed publication, that covers the past, present, and future of Sega. And it looks spectacular. The writing is great. I did look at a couple of articles as I was talking to the editor-in-chief. And it's a real passion project for these folks, and they're hoping to reach a broader audience with it. They do it on Patreon, but you only pay when the issue ships, and they aim to get uh, these out quarterly. They did publish a number of them before. Uh, some of their earlier editions, they made them look aged, but they have gone to a more uh, modern uh, look to them. But I think it's a really cool publication for Sega fans, and it's definitely worth checking out. There was also a free play arcade at the show that had a bunch of my favorites in really nice condition. There was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cabinet that my local Dairy Queen had, and I spent quite a number of quarters in. Uh, they also had an Afterburner stand-up that was the exact model that my local bowling alley had that also consumed a lot of my quarters. Uh, they also had a few nice Nintendo cabinets, including this oddity, a Donkey Kong 3 cabinet that looked spectacular, and it was running Donkey Kong Jr., which was one of my favorite games. One of the things that I loved about the Nintendo arcade cabinets was how far back they set the monitor, so it always had this, like, dark depth to it that I always love peering into and seeing that Donkey Kong and this Popeye cabinet here brought back some memories of playing those games in the arcade as a kid. There was always some something special about these arcade games that were never quite matched on the home versions. And there was some random stuff like this pro wrestling thing that was set up there where they had actual wrestlers throwing each other around in the ring and they were really getting into it. And what's funny was the sound of these guys hitting the mat would just echo throughout the entire hall. These guys were really, I mean, they were going for it. It was really fun to watch that live, and I think people got a real kick out of it. Now, the highlight of the show for me, though, was connecting with a lot of my fellow creators. So I finally got to meet in person Metal Jesus Rocks, who I've been watching for almost a decade now on YouTube. Uh, we always are 
exchanging ideas and stuff, and it was great to actually see him in person and uh, talk shop with a fellow creator who I admire quite a bit, so that was great. And Metal Jesus also gave me one of his challenge coins, which are totally awesome. Look how cool this looks. I think I might try to get some of these made up for my channel. I'll just have to get some more artwork put together first. I also spent a lot of time with Try and Corey from My Life in Gaming. I love what they do. They've got a great reference set of how to get your retro games playing the best in the modern era, and they really give you a good understanding of what you need to start looking at when you want to get the most out of your retro games. So definitely check out My Life in Gaming if you haven't already. And related to the topic of getting the most out of your retro games, my good buddy Bob from Retro RGB was there, and we did a panel together, which I'll have up on the channel a little later this week, about the Mr. Bob's website and YouTube channel are another really valuable resource for really going into the detail about how to get these retro games working in the modern era, whether it's on a CRT or on an HDMI television. He's always up on the latest Mr. Developments and all the other stuff that is coming out on the hardware side for retro consoles. He never misses a thing, so definitely check him out. And then a bunch of us went out to dinner. Uh, we got some ramen in neighboring West Hartford, and I got to meet uh, Destiny FOMO along with Beast, and uh, Try and Corey came along with us as well. So it was great running into everybody at Retro World Expo. I had a great time uh, reconnecting with friends and meeting some new ones and there's been a lot going on on the travel front for me lately. I was in New York City last week for a Pepcom show. I'm going to be getting in a few items to review from that. And then I've got some other stuff coming up like the Stream Geeks Summit 3.0. Now this is a uh, virtual event because it is a live streaming event, so they're going to do it in the medium uh, in which the people attending are working in. And this is a great way to learn about my workflow. And I'm going to be talking about how I do things down here in my studio, because whether I record or live stream, my workflow is the same. So I'm gonna share some of what I have learned over the years doing what I do and how I do it. So if you're interested in that show, check it out. It's free to watch. They do have a Zoom option if you want to participate directly. I think I will um, probably record my presentation, so I'll have it up on the channel after the fact. The Zoom option uh, does have a $5 entrance fee, but again, you can stream it for free or watch what I will uh, be posting when I do that. And the big news is, is that I've booked my trip for CES 2022, which will be taking place the first week in January. I'm hoping that unlike the last CES adventure, I don't come home with COVID or whatever else I had uh, from that adventure. Uh, so I will be doing all the usual stuff that I do at CES. My hope is to be a little more efficient with my time. So I'm hoping to really spend more time going directly to different uh, companies as opposed to just wandering the floor like I had been doing. Uh, so if there is a company you want me to check out, let me know down in the comments below and I'll see if I can catch up with them and do some dispatches like we have done the last couple of years from CES, which have always been very popular with you. And again, that'll be the first week of January. My flights are booked, so I am excited to get back out there again. Now, we don't have any new supporters this week, but I do want to thank all of you who have been contributing on an ongoing basis and those of you who watch on a regular basis too, because all of those things equal channel growth. And I'm very excited for 2022 and maybe getting out of this basement every once in a while. And I'll bring you along with me when I do those things. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. We also support Floatplane, Patreon, and the YouTube membership program. 
We've got some other places where you can find me, including my extras channel where we do unboxings and supplementary content and mini reviews. We have my podcast feed on Anchor, and I'm now doing video of this show on Spotify, which you can find on Spotify. So we're getting out there onto a few more platforms. We also have my Amazon shop where you can watch most of my videos ad-free. So if you think there's too many ads on YouTube, you can take a look on Amazon and see if you can find uh, the video you're looking for with less interruption. You can engage with the channel in a number of different ways, including my Discord, which I am going to try to get in a little bit more often too, because I do want to start experimenting with a live call-in show, and I think Discord might be the way to make that work. If you know how to do that, let me know in the comments and I'll start messing around with it. We also have my store at lon.tv store, where I sell previously reviewed items that I purchased for review here on the channel. There's one of everything. So if you wanna be notified every time I add something to the store, head over to lon.tv slash store alert and you will get an email delivered to your inbox every time I add something. And I've got another pile of junk over there I gotta get rid of and some of it's not junk. Um, so definitely stay tuned and uh, let me know if there's anything that's not on the store that you do want to see if I have available. Send me an email to lon at lon.tv. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. Thank you all for tuning in today and all the time. And I'll be doing a few more live streams this week. I've got so much stuff in and I'm gonna be scrambling to get as much of it up here on the channel as possible. So you might be getting a few uh, extra notifications over the next couple of weeks as I continue to crank out content. That is gonna do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters, Hot Sauce and Video Games, Brian Parker, Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Thomas Anfang, Jim Tannis, and Handheld Obsession. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv s.